0: You're listening to Three Kitchens Podcast, a member of the Alberta Podcast Network, locally grown, community supported. Now let's get cooking because I'm starving.
1: Today's episode of Three Kitchens is sponsored by PodPower. With PodPower, our sponsors are making it possible for us to amplify the voices of Albertans with Alberta podcasters. This episode, the Edmonton Community Foundation is helping us give a PodPower shout out to Bookwoman.
2: Book Women is a podcast about editing, publishing, and writing Indigenous stories. Three Métis librarians representing nations from across the homeland aim to inspire Indigenous peoples to share their stories in whatever form that they enjoy. Guests
0: include Indigenous stories from diverse mediums, like podcasting, burlesque, books, comics, social media, films, music, and everything in between. You can listen and find out more at bookwomenpodcast.ca.
2: I think we can just say welcome back to the second yeah. part of the first so second part of the first the second part of the first episode of the third series of three kitchens podcast <laughs> it's
1: a lot of numbers yeah it's a lot of numbers got from- them all straight this morning and
0: now she's just gonna fall apart for the rest now I'm done yeah. <laughs> that's so, as good as it gets that's all that the numbers that I know gets. today yeah all right who's bringing us in wasn't that it <laughs>
2: Oh, I think welcome. Welcome to Three Kitchens. You just heard that. Which episode
1: it is? We are off to a running start. We have a lot going on. We did the fantastic interview with Jana and Ryan Greer from Whispering Cedars Ranch. If you haven't tuned into that, check out episode one. No, part one. Part one of episode one, one. <laughs> of, episode one yep. of season
0: three That's right. of Three Kitchens podcast. <laughs> <laughs>
1: of, what are we doing again? What is this? <laughs> Why are we here? We're back. We're back from our break. Oh, Oh, and we are back in a
0: good way. Oh, yes. We opened this well.
2: But first, we should talk a bit real quick about how we went to the lamb farm. Yes. And we bought lamb straight from
1: the source. That's right. We got to go and see all the little sheepies. And yeah, sheep, I, I had dogs. to miss
0: this one but i was bummed because those sheep were so cute the pictures you were sending me oh my goodness
2: they're oh, cute God. but you don't want to think about that when you're cooking and eating different different i told you they're different they're different those different. are the ugly ones we ate
0: that's right yeah
1: i don't care i'll eat sparkles any day sparkles Sorry. it or was twinkles sparkles. it twinkles. was twinkles I I the,
0: the little lamb twinkles that's right <laughs> <laughs>
1: I think I texted back and told you, no, its name is Chops. Oh, that's <laughs> right.
2: <laughs> Poor thing. Um, well, they're, they are quite happy because they don't know their destiny.
1: Mm-hmm. And they get to live out on the farm.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're well taken care of, well fed. It was nice because we, we had a little tour. We got to see all kind of where, how they process them, where they bring them in, where they take care of them, where they their lambing where they turn them out and the solar farm which is yes exactly that a solar farm i can't remember who runs it but they bring their sheep there to graze and clear out all the weeds
0: yeah. very cool
1: and re-fertilize the soil and bring water yeah. into it and what a great way to make it more regenerative
0: uh-huh.
2: mm-hmm. and something i learned that i didn't know i guess never thought of, is that the weeds are higher protein than like grass. Mm, that's so right. they clear off like the scrubby weeds. It's like they just clear all the leaves off them and leave these stubby sticks yeah, <laughs> behind. That's right. And they're real fat. They're fattened up because they're eating all the high protein weeds. So that was
0: nice. And we brought a big box of lamb home. Well, we got a whole lamb and it was cut into different Already butchered and already mm. frozen in their cuts and frozen, yeah. Mm -hmm. And then we split that up and decided to do something with it. Heather and I brought these
1: two coolers back and we just started dividing around all the different cuts of meat and I was so excited to bring it all home. Like it was, I was like a kid on Christmas.
2: Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, we can cook lamb all winter. Mm
1: -hmm. I ate lamb four days in a row this week.
2: We were pretty lucky. We all did, I think. (laughs)
1: It yep. has been such a treat. I'm a lover of of lamb already. Mm-hmm. So I was just excited about this week. I think you were too, Sarah.
0: Yeah, very.
1: And now Heather is as crazy as we are now.
2: <laughs> Possibly. Like I'd never, I would never have said I didn't like it. I just, I just didn't have a lot of experience of eating it. Um, but I really enjoyed all the things we made.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. I used... The ground lamb. I asked for all the ground lamb <laughs> from you guys because I went into my Dishoom cookbook and I got a shish kebab recipe out of it. And listeners, I simplified it for you. Oh, yay! And <laughs> I put it on the website so then you can now not be intimidated that it's from Dishoom. It's doable. Oh, you absolutely have to make it. Then it was.
1: I absolutely cannot wait to make it. All right, I want to hear all about that after the break. For sure. Yeah. Heather, what did you?
2: So I had this recipe that I had come across that I wanted to make. It was a beer, (laughs) the alliteration is going to kill me, a beer braised beef brisket pie. And I took that as kind of my inspiration and I modified it a bunch and I made a lamb shepherd's pie, Mm. which seemed kind of fitting because in the first part. Yes. Ryan made some comment about how they like to bring that out at restaurants and say, well, real shepherd's pie has lamb. Do you want some lamb? We got some lamb for you. <laughs> um,
1: I think they got me with that. I know. I never thought about it. i never put
0: two and two together.
1: And it was like, and that's oh, what I grew boy. up with
0: lamb shepherd's pie. We didn't have beef shepherd's pie. It called it country pie. Oh, oh. Well, hmm. there
2: you go. Maybe if it had always been called country pie, I definitely would never have made the
1: connection. <laughs> right how about you, Erin? Uh, so I took the lamb chops and I made them into a soup that was sort of something I've worked on and developed over the years that brings together some flavors and inspiration I had from when we visited Iceland because it was something that was on the menu everywhere and I just ate lamb soup every day that I could at every restaurant because it was delicious, it was simple, and I made some biscuits on the side. Cause you know. Cause you know, you need to have something (laughs) carby and starchy on the side of your soup. I agree.
2: Okay, so after a quick ad, we'll talk about how we made these delicious dishes
1: yeah i think we've got three winners so you're going to want to come back and hear all of our tips and tricks for making them and check them out on the website
0: yeah today's episode is brought to you by the pulse want to start your day informed check out the pulse Taproot's daily news briefing
1: the pulse tells you what you need to know about edmonton every weekday morning You'll get short, informative updates about what's happening at City Hall, plus coverage of business, tech, food, the arts, and more.
2: You'll also get a little bit of whimsy from features such as A Moment in History and the weekly podcast pick. And it's free. Sign up today at taprootedmonton.ca slash pulse. That's taprootedmonton.ca slash pulse. All right, Sarah, start
0: us off. Okay. Tell us all about this delicious kebab. I have this written down, so I'm going to go refer to the website, guys, because my notes are in there. Go check it out. It's called Lamb Shish Kebab, and I used a kilogram of ground lamb. And what I did was uh, I toasted some ground coriander, cumin, and garam masala in a dry pan. I have in the recipe, I put half a cup of cilantro that's chopped up, but I did not put this in because of my super taster uh, co-host. <laughs> I get how cilantro
1: would have been good in this.
0: I think cilantro would have been good in this. But yeah, but you know what? It was good without it as well. Four green serrano peppers, I think it could have used more. Red onions, minced garlic, minced ginger, ground black pepper, salt, and... This is the. I don't know if you guys actually realize this. Did you see little yellow bits in the kebabs? I didn't notice that. Okay. I was too busy eating it. Yeah, <laughs> this was, this was <laughs> my punch, favorite punch, punch. part. <laughs> and I'll tell you why that th- this is actually included in okay. this recipe. It was craft cheese, processed cheese. What do you mean, <laughs> poor Heather? She's like, what, what? do you mean, processed? Like <laughs> you know, the, the plastic the American- sheet. Oh. American really? yeah, American <laughs> cheese. Okay, now is this in Deshoom? It was. What? And there's a reason for it. <laughs> this is very strange. Okay, I'm just so basically you toast those ground spices and then you put your onions and green chilies and cilantro into a food processor, blitz it up, and then in a large bowl you add your ground lamb and you cut your processed cheese as finely as you can. This is don't if, if you can get it fine, fine, fine. That's fine. Because it's quite a sticky cheese. It doesn't tend to cut up very nicely. I'm not sure you should be calling it cheese in the first right.
2: place. It's,
0: <laughs> it's processed cheese. That's something. Okay, and then with your hands, you just mix that cheese into the lamb and you make sure that it's it's mixed up really well. And what that does is it increases the fat content of mm. the mixture what kind of fat is in that like the plastic fat yeah <laughs> <like> plastic <laughs>
2: fat no i'm honest i'd honestly yeah. be curious to know what kind of fat is in it it's milk oh. fat isn't it i honestly don't know
0: <laughs> i think it is it is cheese i think it's, it's some just kind of... not great cheese <laughs> you know how much i love processed cheese on burgers usually i just never thought it would i thought this was so cool that it went into the ground lamb that is interesting for sure okay so then you take all these ingredients <laughs> and you put it into a stand mixer. You put a paddle attachment on, and then you want to mix this on a fairly high speed for about three to four minutes. And what happens is then I think it gets all mixed up, and you want to do it till the meat it's like lighter in color, and it kind of looks like kind of it's, looks whipped tougher I was going to yes. say like, and fluffier like and you're fluffier. Like whipping mm-hmm. it okay interesting yeah. okay cool. okay then you put the mixture in the fridge for 30 minutes and if you're using like skewer, bamboo skewers or wooden skewers soak the skewers at this point right then you shape your lamb into logs which was pretty funny because my kids my family was like Oh, this lamb looks like poop because basically <laughs> <laughs> they you make uh, yeah. a log of
1: lamb. A log mm-hmm. of lamb.
0: So you shape your lamb into logs and you put the skewer through them. Okay. So I did this, went between 80 to 90 grams mm-hmm. for, these, for okay. these logs, okay, of uh, lamb. And I yielded about 12 to 13 skewers of meat. And then you heat up your barbecue to medium-high. You don't want it too high. And then once you place them on the barbecue, you want to constantly turn them. And this took about six, seven minutes, and they were done. Mm-hmm. And then I served it up with a dip, uh, yogurt, cumin, garlic, and salt. And then you blend that all up. And I put something called kebab masala over it. Mm-hmm. If you guys can find kebab masala, it's something that... I just just came across like a few months ago, go get kebab masala. It is so delicious. Mm. Garnish was red onions, cucumber, lemon juice or salted lemon juice. And you can throw um, cilantro on that as well. And I served it to you with pita bread. Did I mm-hmm. give you pita bread? I gave you pita you bread. You did. My favorite kind of basmati rice, which was buttered saffron rice, which yeah. is also, and that recipe is also in the website if you guys want to check it out. Excellent.
2: <laughs> well, I would never have guessed there was plastic cheese in this.
0: I was hoping that you would not look at the recipe <laughs> before this episode. <laughs> oh, no, no, no.
2: I don't do that. I wait for you to tell me. all Okay. <laughs> Uh, I thought this was so good. Yeah. Oh, so good. It's more than one log. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. I kind of cut it in half, mm-hmm. like, like twice. I put the pita with the veggies and everything all in and like ate it like a sandwich. And then I had the other half that I could kind of just focus on the taste of the kebab. And it was just all delicious. Like put that all in a wrap and just yeah. eat it all yeah. with the rice and the veggies and the sauce. Yeah. Mm oh yeah. so good yummy yeah. yeah
1: so I did somewhat similar to you although I didn't think about cutting the log in half mm-hmm. but I just opened up that pita and pretty much scraped everything off the plate ah. into the pita and then dumped the sauce on top and then wrapped it up in a little tin foil and just put it in my oven so that it just heated everything through nice. oh. and so while I ate what I I had like a smaller portion of what I had cooked for dinner that night and then I went to the oven and popped out my pita and everyone in my family was like what where did that come from oh my god everyone ended up taking a bite and my kids were like wow
0: this is oh I the liked it okay sort of tasting lamb. Mm-hmm.
1: like I couldn't get enough of it I loved the flavors in there
2: mm-hmm. and I agree Sarah it could have used some heat I didn't I wouldn't have mm-hmm. thought there were really peppers in there actually
0: so something that I changed from uh, what I served you in in the website was I added more peppers into this into the recipe I would okay this is just me I know I'm very sensitive to salt salty Mm. food but I would have reduced the salt in this a little what did you guys think about the salt level of the lamb
1: I thought it was okay but I like salty so don't go by my I didn't notice it being too salty either
0: how much was in so for a kilogram of lamb they had uh, recommended three teaspoons of sea salt and so I changed that to two yeah and you know what nothing wrong with salting it after right yeah exactly right so if I'm just I'm going to promote this book a little bit if you guys love lamb Mm. and you really want to learn about South Asian cooking there is another fantastic recipe in this that you guys need to try as well because now we've got all these cuts of lamb get the book I look forward to trying it when
1: you share it with us after yeah. you make
0: it. <laughs> yeah. I've actually made it, so. <laughs> the sad
2: part is that was all the ground lamb that was in the box yeah. <laughs> went yeah. to this one recipe. If you're going to go buy it at Whispering Cedar's Ranch. You can call them up and say, I want these yeah. specific cuts, and you can say, I want ground Call them up casks.
0: and do it because this lamb, Whispering Cedar lamb, is really mm. good. This, it this really is, is good. Yeah, this feels like, wow. Like every single dish (laughs) that we made was good because of the ingredients and, well, the cooks as well. (laughs) But, I mean, a lot of it had to do with where we sourced the lamb from. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. You know what it's going to taste like. You're not going to get a variety of... That's right. And it's not gamey.
1: But it doesn't not taste like lamb at the same time. Like, I eat it and I'm like, this is lamb. This is tasty lamb. Mm -hmm. This is the lamb I want to taste.
2: Like, don't expect it to taste like beef because we say it's not
1: gamey. Yeah. Right? It tastes like lamb, but it's in the best way possible. Mm -hmm. You can taste a difference. Mm
2: -hmm. And it's just a preference thing. Yes, it is. is. Okay, let me tell you about shepherd's pie. Yes. So I used two uh, lamb shanks. It was approximately just under a kilogram of meat. Well, it's on the bone. So you got to account for that. Yeah. Onion, dried ancho peppers, cumin, oregano, chipotle pepper sauce, canned chopped tomatoes, malt vinegar, brown sugar, Mexican beer. I used Corona, the inspiration recipe, which on the blog I will link to if you want to go check out that beer braised brisket beef mm-hmm. pie. Um, it's quite different in the end. But if you want to check that out, it's also they recommended Corona. And that's what I used. Okay, there was also coriander paste in here. Sorry. But like, you know, you know how you buy it in like the tube and you squeeze it out the fresh it's cilantro, coriander, cilantro, but coriander
0: is the seed. Cilantro no, no. is the leaf. No, no, it's no. just the same thing. Coriander different seeds and coriander. It's mm. like if you
2: don't have the fresh but you have the tube of it in your fridge. Yeah. Okay, so I put a tablespoon of that in there. I did think of you and I was like, mm, doing nah, it, anyway. it. <laughs> it's, cooked, it's all cooked in. I didn't think you'd taste it. And clearly I was right. Maybe that's how I slowly
0: changed
1: my oh, taste buds. Oh,
0: yeah. Like, seriously. maybe. It's like slow poison.
1: And I just, you know, slowly take a little bit all the time and eventually it won't taste like soap. I really wish. I really wish. <laughs> okay, thank you for educating me on the coriander. I was not aware.
2: Okay, so start by rehydrating those two dried ancho peppers okay. with just enough water. So I took off the stems and the seeds, kind of chopped them into some like quarters, put just enough hot water over it to soften them. You don't want a lot of water because you're going to use the water in your... It's kind of a chilly mixture <laughs> that you're making. So you got your, your rehydrated ancho peppers and your spices and chipotle pepper sauce so this is like in a little jar with the mexican foods you'll see chipotle pepper sauce it's like the kind of it's that smoky chipotle taste that you get in fajitas Mm -hmm. Um, Uh that's what this stuff is
1: are chipotle peppers the red form of a jalapeno or is that something different
0: it's a smoked red jalapeno yeah
1: Thank you. I just wanted to make sure I understood that in my head because peppers confuse the hell out of me every time. <laughs>
0: Think smoky pepper. Yeah. That is.
1: I just wanted to go back to the roots of it because yep. it
0: is a red jalapeno. Yeah.
1: Okay. Yep. Thank you. Mm-hmm.
2: Can chopped tomatoes, malt, vinegar, brown sugar. You're putting all that in your food processor. Oh, and your onion, you have one onion, you're going to chop it up fine and soften it in whatever pot you're going to use is going to go in the oven like so a dutch oven mm-hmm. or a heavy skillet something like that soften your onions take them out put that into the food processor with your chilies and spices and tomatoes
0: mm-hmm.
2: Whiz it up a bit so you can't you're kind of making like a, the beginning of a sauce then put your shanks with oil into your pan where you just softened your onions and you're going to just lightly brown the shanks And then when they're browned on all sides, you're going to put all that chili mixture from the food processor in there, plus a can of beer, and that whole thing that's now going to be braised in the oven, covered for two hours, and then uncovered for another two hours. Mm. Like after two hours, see if it's starting to, if the meat's starting to soften, Mm -hmm. coming off the bone, and just check that your sauce still has some liquid in it, because if it's drying out a bit too much, you probably would want to add some liquid. Mine was fine, but if I'd left it longer, I think it would have dried out more because you're going to uncover it now and it's going to dry out faster, right? So just keep an eye on the liquid so you're not burning.
1: What temperature was your oven at? Uh,
2: 320.
1: Oh, okay. That's still pretty warm.
2: Yep. Then what I did was made mashed potatoes. Mm -hmm. Just make mashed potatoes as however you like to make mashed potatoes and make a big pot of them because, you know, if you have leftovers, there's other things you can do with leftover potatoes. I added some grated cheddar cheese into my mashed potatoes. Okay, so now it's done. You take your meat off the bone, keep all your peppers and sauce and everything in there with it, put it into a skillet, put your mashed potatoes on top and bake it for about, let would say 30 minutes. You know, you want your potato to start to kind of get bubbly and brown around the edges. Mm-hmm. And then you could even put it under the broiler to, to kind of toast those potatoes a bit. And that's that's it. So you're doing the shepherd's pie method but first you got to make this sort of chili sauce business to go with the meat so it's an extra step because you're braising yeah as opposed to like say if you made it with ground meat you'd just brown the meat right Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so it's a bit of a different take it was so good yeah that's like
0: deluxe sunday dinner Mm -hmm. so that's how i grew up eating shepherd's pie with lamb in it so it was Mm -hmm. like more than just how amazing that recipe was. It was really good. It was like memories. I'm like, oh my God, this is like shepherd's pie. I'm eating actual shepherd's pie. <laughs> it was so good. Yeah. yeah so yeah. good.
1: Yeah. I loved that smoky, peppery taste in there. That really came through and it went great with the lamb, I thought.
2: Mm-hmm. You could also put this filling, this lamb filling, into a pie crust. Yes. Or like put biscuit, you know, yes, biscuits yes, yes. on top. <sighs>
0: So good, so good. That's the way people should be making shepherd's pie.
2: I don't know that I could ever make it with ground beef again. Yeah, I (laughs) feel a little
1: bit, I feel a little bit bumped up a bracket. I'm not going to lie.
2: (laughs) I have a new love for shepherd's pie. Yeah, I love it. Love it. It was really good.
1: Yeah, that was delicious. And how big of a pan did it make? Was it a biggie? It was a big one.
2: It made about nine, I'd say nine servings. Wow. That's quite big, which is good. If you're going to put all that effort into, yeah. You know extra effort into oh making yeah. your filling I okay, got just
0: talking about it i'm just like should i go in and take out
1: i know i was like <laughs> cut who lamb? has the other shank who has the other shank or did you have both shanks
0: no no i only i think i only have I one I have to check.
1: Yeah. someone else has a shank mm-hmm. <laughs> this is the fun part we get to play
0: <laughs> who has what cut has maybe cut? you could do a different cut and just because it's just it's yeah. braised yeah, yeah. anything yeah. could be braised right? yeah i'm just wondering if i'm too too sick for it (laughs) lie down
1: lie down sarah you sound good and it's because you had my lamb soup
0: yes (laughs) oh
1: that's my
0: savior yeah
1: (laughs) i i really love this soup and this was the best it's ever been this isn't a recipe that is new to me it's one that i've kind of been developing over time Mm And if I remember correctly, in September in Iceland, like a lot of their sheep just roam free and then they have to go and round up all these sheep. And like kids have time off of school to help their families do this if they still um, do that. And they, they go and then they have these big feasts once they've rounded up all their lamb and stuff. It's kind of like a, a seasonal tradition. It's, it's an important part of their culture at this time of year for anyone who lives and still shepherds ah. there. And so we were there in September. And so I kind of crave this soup at this time of year, all the pieces came together. So I think I finally found this to a point where I'm happy to like put this recipe out into the world and call it my own. Cause now I really love it. <laughs> nice. I also used a kilogram of lamb so it's interesting we all used a kilogram of lamb to make this Mm -hmm. to share it around so it was a kilogram of lamb chop and I have to say like these chops from Whispering Cedars Ranch are incredible like I don't know if you've ever seen the little tiny lamb chops that like come at the store and I sometimes buy them to do this and I'm always kind of disappointed at the quality and like there's not that much meat on each chop. Mm. This one I think I used seven chops and that was like meaty and they were a good size and and uh-huh. green fat in there too. Like, all right, I'll I'll stop gushing <laughs> over the chops. I really was impressed. <laughs> okay so you take your lamb chops and in your big soup pot you're gonna put some olive oil on the bottom and then you're just going to turn it up medium to high heat and just sear them on both sides so they get nice and brown and crispy and then you're just gonna take them out of your pot and then you're gonna pop in your onion that you've diced up and you just want to cook it until it's nice and soft and transparent and then you add in your salt your thyme your oregano and your barley And I like putting in my spices while the pan's still hot and my onions in there and the fat's in there because I just Mm -hmm. feel like heating your spices like that just, I don't know, it makes them just a little bit more complex tasting and stuff. Mm -hmm. I don't know, there's there's something about that that I've gotten into and maybe it's all in my head, but try it out and see if you agree. (laughs) Once you've got all your lamb back in and then you add in 12 cups of water, Uh, it doesn't need to be broth because you're kind of making a broth (laughs) with your lamb chops. And so you put in your 12 cups of water, you've got your lamb back in there, and then the onion and all the spices, and you're gonna bring that up to boil and then turn it down and simmer it for 30 minutes. And while that's simmering, you can, you're gonna cube up, and I kind of like these things in bigger pieces. Mm-hmm. So you can kind of whatever you feel is best, but cube up three cups of rutabaga, three cups of potatoes, um, a cup of carrots, and then half of a small cabbage that you just slice up. Mm, And that's all you've got. And so after it has boiled for 30 minutes, You're going to add all of your vegetables in that I just talked about there and bring it to a boil again and then reduce the heat again and simmer it for 30 more minutes. Okay. After your 30 minutes of simmering the vegetables, you're going to take your chops out and I just put them on a plate to cool down for like five minutes just so that I can handle them without them being too hot. Mm -hmm. This is probably the hardest part because at this point, everything smells so good in my kitchen and I just want to eat it. And I'm like trying to handle these hot chops and being like, ah, my fingers are burning. (laughs) So... Just put them on a plate for like five minutes and walk away, (laughs) Erin. And then just debone the meat, tear it into bite-sized pieces. Like, you don't need to even chop this with a knife because it is so soft at this point and delicious. Toss it back into the pot, stir it up, and serve.
0: With biscuits. With biscuits. Biscuits.
2: Now tell
1: us what kind of biscuits you made. Can anybody guess the special ingredient in my biscuit? Was it salted lemons? (laughs) I
0: always have to start with that.
1: It was a special salt.
0: Oh, she used your scapes. Yeah. Oh, garlic scape salt? Garlic scape salt. Nice. Garlic scape
1: salt. So, these biscuits, I've made these before. They're the same biscuits I made when we went camping and I cooked biscuits in the fire pit. Oh, nice. This recipe is really like uh, if you want to take it camping or anywhere with you, put your wet ingredients in a jar, put your dry ingredients in a bag. When you're ready to make them, it's a shake and bake and scoop them out. They're a bit sticky and goopy to work with, but I mean, you can have biscuits anywhere and they only Mm -hmm. take 10 minutes to cook up.
0: Nice. So
1: these are something I will make on the side of like any soup. What I did was I substituted the teaspoon of salt for a teaspoon of garlic skate salt to make them a little bit extra special. The dry ingredients are flour, baking powder, sugar, salt, and cream of tartar. And then you grate some cold butter in there, add some milk, and then it... Creates Kind of like... It's not something you can really put out on your counter and roll. It's more of a... Um, like a drop biscuit. Yeah. So I like using my ice cream scoop and just ice cream scooping out <laughs> onto the... Tr- it's so fast and easy and your hands don't mm-hmm. get mucky and you use everything. Totally. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they bake it 425 for 10 minutes and then ding dong. You're ding done. Ding.
0: <laughs> and if you were... Because I'm <laughs> terrible at baking.
1: Mm, no, you're not.
0: If you were going to add um, cheese to this, would you just then keep everything, all the ingredients, the like all the uh, measurements? I do have things?
1: a cheese modification. Let me look Reduce. and see. Because I, I think I reduced the butter to about half a cup. Okay. Yeah, I reduced the butter to half a cup. And then I add the cheese just because I think there's enough fat in the cheese that. Right.
2: Oh, what's a bit more
1: fat? (laughs) Yeah. Like, do you really have to? No. Who
2: cares? (laughs) Do you think that I reduced the butter in those mashed potatoes in order to put cheese in it? No. No, I didn't. I just added cheese.
1: Yeah, no, this is a, it's a really versatile biscuit recipe. So on the side of a soup with more butter on top of it. Oh yeah. Mm. I put butter on my biscuit.
0: Mm-hmm. I did too. It was very, oh, and then perfect, right? I was sick. Yes. It, and it's got that, we've got that cool crisp in the air. Cause it's fall and, or it feels like fall mm-hmm. and, uh, just a perfect, perfect soup. I added a little bit more salt to mine. Oh, did you? Okay. And a few chili flakes cause I needed for the mm. um sinuses. I like putting lots of ground pepper on
1: this. Oh one.
0: yeah, great idea. I never thought about that. So good. I also added salt and
2: ground pepper to mine. Ah. Thought it needed just a little, but not much. Like it's pretty darn tasty just on its own. Like it's surprises. it sometimes surprises me that a soup that's not it's really not cooked all that long mm-hmm. can go from water to this really flavorful broth. Right? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Like
0: it's not like you started with chicken broth or something.
1: Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, it was just water.
0: That's so funny that you mentioned that, Heather, because when Aaron was describing what you put in the soup, Mm -hmm. I was thinking of that. I don't know if you guys know the story about the guy who had the magic stone. Yes. Put it into the cauldron and he was making soup, but then it would always have been better if you had one more ingredient to throw into the cauldron. (laughs) And I was like, I love soup and I don't make a lot of soup. So definitely making this one yeah and do you find yeah.
2: sometimes if, it's, if right. you have leftovers it's super thick the next day and then the next day you got to add more water but
0: then it doesn't taste right and it's like and this yeah. one didn't because I had half the first day and then half the second day what
2: how and did you possibly put half of that away I was sick I was
0: not feeling good oh so <laughs> I put <laughs> that, that whole jar out. in my soup bowl and it was the perfect bowl of soup yeah, yeah. and it did mm-hmm. nothing expanded nothing got Oh, and it was just delicious mm, yummy Yay. Yay. so listeners i think for the rest of season three we will be cooking with lamb <laughs> <laughs> <I guess. laughs> no never fear we have all kinds
2: of interesting things coming oh, up sorts of crazy stuff
1: yeah. And I think for anybody who is local in Calgary, you owe it to yourself to try lamb again and to go get some from Whispering Cedars Ranch. Oh my gosh.
2: They do make deliveries a couple times a week, I think, in Calgary. So if you don't want to go out to the farm, you can contact yep. them and then just meet them and pick it up. Yeah. Perfect.
0: Well, you'll be seeing me again, Whispering Cedar. Can't get rid of me, I can tell you that.
2: (laughs) I'm also just really curious to make that shoulder chop that they kept talking about.
1: Yeah, now I'm super excited about barbecuing some shoulder chops. Yeah.
2: Listen, Jana and Ryan, if you you were exaggerating, you're in trouble. No, just kidding. (laughs) We could have talked with them all day long about cooking it and eating it and what to serve with it and how to spice it and all the things. Yeah. So this was a great kickoff. If you're, like Aaron said, if you're hesitant or you haven't eaten it in a while and you're not sure if you like it, can't remember, you will. And here we've given you three quite different ways of preparing it. And I'm Mm -hmm. sure there will be more in the future and we'll post recipes on the website or we'll put things on social that we're cooking at home. And so cook along.
1: There's going to be a serious (laughs) cooking lamb section on our website that's dedicated. Fantastic. Well, this is just making me hungry. Now I have to go down to my freezer and reevaluate all of the cuts (laughs) I have and my meals for the week, so.
2: I hope we've inspired all of you to also want to cook something like
1: this. And try something different, like three very different recipes Mm -hmm. with very different spice backgrounds and so good, every single Mm -hmm. one of them. Let's say a great big thank you to the Spring Cedars Ranch. And Jenna and Ryan. And this was the longest year of my life waiting to get that yes. lamb. <laughs> and I didn't know it until we got it, because it's changed yeah. my life. You guys are awesome.
2: Yes, thank you. That was great. And now for the fine print. Join us over on the socials Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and Pinterest, and on our website at ThreeKitchensPodcast.com. And remember, when you like, follow, subscribe, and review, it helps more people find us.